Hey awesome people welcome all to her voice podcast series I'm Chetna your host a mother of two amazing kids and a lovely dog started this podcast with an intent to give a platform to all the women who want to share their little inner voice you might be a student you might be a manager you might be a director or you might be a ceo you might be a wife you might be a daughter you might be a sister or you might be a single mother wherever you come from whatever title you have earned for yourself there is always a little inner voice which has to be nurtured which has to be loved and which has to be heard and this is a platform which helps you to share that little inner voice This platform brings women from varied culture from varied background to share their little inner voice. So welcome Jaitali welcome to her voice podcast. First of all thank you uh, for taking out time and uh, willing to share your journey to my audience and a warm welcome and thank you once again. Thank you so much, Chetna, for offering me this platform, and thank you all whoever is listening to me. And I hope it interests you, and uh, you'll come back for more. Thank you, Chetna, once again. I'm privileged to be on the platform today. So, Chetna, since we are on a platform which says her voice, I would like to start today's podcast called "Woman," which is for all of us, and I think most, most ninety-nine percent of the people. or rather the women will relate to this sure so it's okay. it's called it's called woman a name that defines me i look fragile so i appeal to you unexplored misunderstood i am a mystery to be unfolded unsolved puzzle i am god's creation i am a woman i cry when i'm happy and conceal my tears when sad i love unconditionally i always have lots to give You don't notice my tears you don't see my pain hidden behind my smile because I'm a woman I thrive on those little pleasures in life you look for the better reasons in me and then you call me complicated I am a daughter who stays by you a sister who lovingly embraces you a wife who passionately loves you a mother who stays awake all night to comfort you a friend who holds your heart when and the hand when the world shuts the door at you I am a woman. I look after your parents. I forget I have mine too. I bring up your children under your name. I forget I bore them for 9 months. They are mine. I felt them every day in my womb. I paint when in labor. But that's me. I'm a woman. You snatch away that smile at times, make me feel inferior to you. A mock that says I'm small, physically battered at times, mentally abused, psychologically slaughtered. You pick me up from the roads and ease your nights. You don't realize I bled every time that you forced yourself into me. You protected your sister, but you forgot that I was too someday. I can take this too, for I am a woman. But actually, you are incomplete without me. Even the word of woman engulfs the man within her. I can be a father to your child. I can be a provider, and yet I make the house into what you I call a home. I'm far superior to you. God created us, but I created you. I bring you into this world. 
I could have chosen not to like you took away my girls. I am the reason for your existence. I am a woman. Thank you. Wow, such a beautiful poem. So I would love to know who is Jaitrali. Jaitrali is a rebel. Jaitrali is a get it all. Jaitrali is headstrong, and Jaitrali is also an autoimmune disorder. Two autoimmune disorders called multiple sclerosis and Crohn's. Fighting since two thousand and nine, so almost a fourteen years of exile. So, uh, Jaitali, how have you prepared yourself for this uncertain situations or the uncertain autoimmune diseases which popped up in your life? I know that nobody would have prepared for such situations, but how did you deal with that when you got to know back in two thousand nine? So, Chetna, very weird thing was that. i accepted the disorder immediately the reason behind was because i didn't know what was autoimmune disease and i did not know what was ms the only thing that was told to me is there is no cause and there is no cure about that and initial days i was not this bad so because of the ignorance i could accept this thing very soon and when even the doctors told me now she cannot go to work she might get paralyzed she will have problem walking and walking with her crohn she might be bleeding so it is best that she does not work so i was again as i said that i have been a rebel i said till the time i can move my legs till the time i can go win a battle why don't i keep myself busy with that so i moved against all the people and about the opinions and i went about working with as if nothing has happened till it started becoming more demonish and it started like really causing pain in my body it kind of stopped me from doing my mundane tasks i started forgetting things in the office while i was working i used to repeat i used to write things down number of times so that is when it became a little difficult for me but i wouldn't say i really took it that way in the meanwhile i also was uh, one of the india's most powerful women digital women and i was also featured as a top 20 international marketers so you can see that this had had bit in between while i was suffering with both the disorders so here i carried it forward and i always had this thing never say quits if i have been given there is no there is always something that i can stop or not change or there are certain things that i cannot change this is an external thing that has entered my body and i have no hold over it so what is the point in crying and whimpering over it yeah and there are things that you can change like from a digital marketer a professional what can i do now in the given now since i am homebound what am i supposed to do that has always been my kind of uh, mindset so every time a little more i dip i try to figure out okay now what can i do in this now what can i do so that helped me growing and uh, that helped me keep strong in my mind and body so after you got to know for how long you you worked in the organization i i worked for 8 years after that oh that's quite some yeah. time Yeah, I worked for eight years after that. 
So how was your professional journey? Like as you were telling that you were in among the top 10 uh, digital mar- marketeers in, the, in India, right? Uh, uh, top 10 digital powerful marketeers in India and top 20 international marketeers. Wow. <laughs> Great yeah. to know that. So how was yeah. that journey of yours like? So I'll tell you something funny. When I got married, I got married at the age of 20. And I was completely like a tomboy. I loved going out. I used to take the vacations to work. I work with Shopstop. I work with Kamats Plaza now, that is Orchid now. Uh, so all the vacations, I used to make it a point to work. And when I got married, it was I was barely 20. And then obviously, I had to settle into my life. I'm also married to a Muslim family. I'm a Bengali. So I had to settle into a lot of things. And soon after, I conceived and had two children. So I had to take care of that period. So I couldn't ha- have worked. So when I chose to work, there were many people telling me that who's going to be giving you a work. Many people to pull me down. And like, you know, you have already had such a long break. You haven't studied further because you have, uh, you know, gotten married. I said, let me try my luck. And I, I just tried, I think my first interview that I went for, and it was Mukta Arts Production, Subhash Guy's Production House. And I got the job. I got a piddly amount of 5,000 rupees of that way back in 1999. But I was happy that, you know, okay, I proved people wrong. Doesn't matter the money. I have a job. And soon after that, I joined Hangama, wherein I was you know, introduced to the, the, the digital part of Hangama, where uh, the Bollywood Hangama and the mobile game, gamings and all, which started developing the interest in the digital part. And soon after that, Google launched in India and I was one of the few people who were online professionals at that time. So we had to do all the job like you had to understand creative. Also, you had to understand social media was not there at that time. You had to understand website. You had to understand SEO and SEM. So it was a different journey completely. But you have to learn right from the beginning. You have to make your hands dirty in that. That is what taught me like in and out of the digital. And that is when I got passionate. And uh, my career, Touchwood has been really, really kind to me. So there was no stopping and no looking back. So I kept on getting offers after offers. In fact, I was uh, asked a few times that on your resume, you have changed your job multiple number of times i said yes because digital is something new and every other company at that time was obviously offering something new that you wanted to understand so like if some people were doing only seo and sem there was a third person who was doing website there was a fourth person who was doing more who was doing more into technology maybe so for me to learn i needed to shift so every office or every corporate which is going to give you a better opening, you are bound to go over there. So did I. I just went, just grew in my career like that and then I was featured and I had to take a premature retirement uh, because of this as and I retired as a CMO of the company. Being a woman, did you feel that, okay, get lack of opportunities when compared with the men in the industry? No, I don't think so at all. I always felt that it it is very easy to blame the society for being, you know, liking men or liking women. But at the end of the day, I feel, Shekna, it is you, how you position yourself, how you talk to that person, 
how how much are you i wouldn't say aggressive but how how much of a strong power you bring makes you the person and makes the person higher you and exactly. i would always say it is a two sided thing so it is not only the person who is interviewing me i am also observing the interviewer that what can he put in my plate different from what i have had you know it's all upon you how you present yourself and it's a myth in the society if you see today the most powerful women of all the corporates and even in the banks are women today today you are running a channel for podcast for women you are a woman yeah exactly so jay i wanted to know like i know that uh, through all this challenges once you got to know how you ensure that to create an environment which always uh, suits you or which always pushes you to be happy throughout the day so it is not that i am happy throughout the day or days together there are times i collapse there are times when i just break down there mm-hmm. are times i feel that i wished i could just run a marathon you know i was a biker girl so i had learned how to drive in 9th standard i had learned how to ride in 10th standard so i was a notorious kid so for me you know those those things i miss more when i look back i said oh i wish i could just take a ride of the bike and come or i just could just cycle away or those little things that i used to be doing those are the things i really miss but otherwise like how do i put it see something is given to you already you either accept it or you you either cry over the spilled milk so it is best that you accept it figure things out yes it takes long time it took me 2 years to get over the trauma that i am not working in the digital anymore which has been my passion for 20 years and today how will i move on where will i move on but i always believe that one when one door closes there are 10 other opening the only thing is that we don't keep an eye or we try to evade those things or we try to ignore those doors thinking that ye bhi band ho jayega we don't take that opportunity grab that opportunity you never know what works for you exactly so one thing which i could say is acceptance is the way which helped you to create an environment key. which works for you yeah it is the key it is the key so i would want to know like is there anything which affected your childhood days ka thing in your adulthood childhood days yes i would say it was difficult for us because i lost my father my father was in the armed force and i lost him when i was 11 and a half 12 so that was a big jolt for me and my mother and my sister older sister she was just 32 at that time and again i wouldn't want to say that was a difficult period i would say that was a learning period for both of us and all of us to do things and learn things to do ourselves that changed me from a girl to a boy probably understanding okay now you have to take responsibility of certain things so even i would say call that a learning it was obviously very painful for us all but i i would say the learning was much better i think what i learned during that time how i could face maybe how, the way you see me or the way i present myself today is something that i carry forward from my past because i had to be a rebel at that time because being a, a fatherless child that it would be given a lot of people the encouragement to come and tease you 
make you feel inferior and many other ways so there had to be a strong character building for me i always realized that strong character building so i would tell that you know through those low days that we underwent for a long period of time no 3 to 4 years of my time it taught us also a lot of things it taught us what i am today is because what i have gone through in the past got it so i think every aspect of your life every stage of your life you have always looked at something to learn from it and you always kept moving forward i believe so i mean ex- every experience i suppose it is a lesson to learn so you have to either either it is a negative lesson that you don't follow it or it is a positive lesson but it is a lesson learned how did you got into this uh, counseling and as of now you are getting into a different domain completely uh, so <laughs> i would say i am beginning at this age i am trying to build something which is different as i'm going to probably an intern in my days so it's a different journey altogether so yeah that is also interesting so when i left digital and i was as i said that i was obsessed with digital i founded a group on fb it is called uh, autoimmune silent killer and i started that group it's a global group of all autoimmune disorders i started collecting data i started reading about the autoimmune i started talking to the autoimmune patients over there i realized that the indians are not talking on the group but they would message me and talk to me and when they got a self disclosure when they felt that somebody else is also suffering like i am i felt that there was a kind of uh, you know a reassurance or kind of calmness in that other person so i felt that why and there isn't anyone if you say that he or she is a autoimmune professional counselor we don't get that here at all because i have also suffered i needed somebody to understand what is going on within me inside me and when they used to tell me no no she is depressed just give her shower with pills and this and that i've had a very bad time so this is when i realized like you know there might be people who would be wanting to be understand with self disclosure where they are in the same boat so yeah. i can say it like when you say that i empathize with you that you had to go through this i understand how painful it might be i know that you don't understand or even my husband will not understand he has seen me in the worst of pain he has seen me in the worst of time but what i am feeling nobody can understand so there comes when an autoimmune patient when i'm talking to an autoimmune patient an ms drug patient they exactly get you when i say i am fatigued today i cannot talk they will immediately keep the phone down if i say i am breathless today they look okay 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 fine later j take your time and it was very easy for us to get along in a conversation so that was the time when i felt that uh, why not take up counseling and uh, i just tried my luck into it and i must thank my mentors uh, dr rajan bosley uh, dr minu bosley and their son who is my counselor as well as my professor dr raman bosley so all three of them they actually gave me the strength to move on and do what i wanted to do they gave me space they, they encouraged me and they play a i mean they play a huge role in me getting into counseling and pursuing it otherwise it would have been one semester and just get over it so what was your experience after counseling jay 
Chetna, I think it has changed me and changed me for the better. So initially, I I was very short tempered. I used to react than respond. I had very less capacity of taking nonsense or listening to bullshit. So I used to snap out. Today, I think that I'm a different person. I see things from a different perspective. I get into the other shoes probably and try to understand why and. what are they doing differently and why are they doing it differently it has made me a lot calmer and i'm also buddhist practitioner so both together has made me a very very calm person today and i can deal with a lot of things without i mean silence and uh, listening are the two very important things in counseling which has done a lot of benefit for me so you know listening is very difficult you you know you tend to say if uh but uh so those things just come so listening is very important and be quiet sometimes not to indulge in a conversation where you know that your conversation or your opinion is not going to be taken rightly and is not going to be understood rightly so better shut up keep quiet so there are many other things many other life skills that i have learned myself which i'm trying to still implement in me to become a more better person it has changed me to talk to people how much to talk in what language to talk and i mean how to probably i wouldn't say diplomatically but the, the same sentence a sentence that can be spoken rudely can also be spoken in a very manipulative or a very good way and which will not offend the other person so there are small 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 lot of changes that has come in my life patience is one big thing that i was i was very impatient otherwise so yeah so got it i think i just want to go back to 2009 how was that journey part of it as an individual jay though she accepted how, yeah how was that the part of you and what was that over a period of 8 to 10 years how did you evolve as an individual well i think that uh, nobody came to know that i was not well till the time i had to tell them even when i joined this organization before i joined the organization i had told them i'm suffering from ms i'm suffering from crohn's you please look look it up because i might need to be admitted to the hospital every 6 months to take the steroid shots and as i said there is no cause and no cure the only medication that you can give to the patients or to immune is solimedrol which is a steroid and there are other steroids also which is available and uh, when that stops working they put you on a disease modifying drug right now i'm on rituximab which is actually a chemo because any other disease modifying drug i cannot take because if one i take the crohn inflates for if i take it for ms and if i take it for crohn's ms inflates so this is the only balance that i could bring into but before that now because i cannot walk or i am in the wheelchair it is very obvious that i am not feeling well i had to tell people like you know why are you visiting the hospital so many times so i had to explain my colleagues i had to explain many of the people many of those people that okay this is wrong this is what is wrong with me I have got a neurological disorder, which is my central nerve. Central nervous system is affected, and that is like you know this is who like he didn't even know about it. So those days I used to again slag and walk when the attack used to come, 
I used to be a little disbalanced, but it wasn't prominent to anybody. And because of maybe my appearance, people didn't think that it was that serious a thing. So I'll tell you, MS, MS is a central, as I said, that it is uh, an autoimmune disorder. It affects your central nervous system from your brain to the spine, the entire motor activity system. So you get lesions and plaques. Now, when I say that, I'll make it easier for the audience to understand. When we see a wire, the wire is coated with three naked wires inside. Similarly, our spine is also coated with a sheet. In the case when we have uh, multiple sclerosis, the sheet, the plating from those that wire flakes off. So the naked wires, which, which is inside the spine, it, it, it is out in the open. Out in the open in the sense you're inside the body. So it is not protecting. And depending on which portion of your body, like in the brain, in the inner side of the brain, on the left side, the right side, the spine, wherever that is, if that is uh, hindering my motor activity, then I cannot walk at that point. If the lesion is in my brain, I can't remember anything. I have brain fogs. I, I will get confused. I have anxiety attacks. It's, it's a very confusing disease and it's a very unpredictable disease. When I say unpredictable, I might go to sleep well today and tomorrow I may not be in a state to talk. Or like I got paralyzed in uh, September last year. So when I got paralyzed, I went to sleep. I went to sleep in the afternoon and that time I was holding someone, somebody would hold me and I could just walk around. Though to go down and up on the road, I had to use the wheelchair. I just tried to get up with the handles in my room so there are all handles kept for me so that I was trying to get up with the handle and my both my legs collapsed and I fell down and I did not know what was that so I called up my husband I called up my caretaker at home and then when we went I I just couldn't feel I felt that from my knee somebody has cut my legs off it was just like jelly it was something it was not moving it was nothing was happening so when we went to the doctors, they said that it is a partial par paralysis that is quite common with MS. And sometimes it comes back by itself. Sometimes you have to do rigorous physiotherapy to get it back. Thankfully, my right leg has started moving a little bit without doing anything. Again, I said that I am going to walk. So I keep buying stilettos to kind of motivate myself. One day you shall walk. So yeah, that is how it is. So what is that? drives you definitely i think me myself i might be uh, sounding arrogant but then i cannot compare with anybody right in my situations are different my situation is different from the others and not only that i put my own benchmark and i think i i set my bars and i try to reach them of course i have my husband is a great 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 strength to me I am glad that I'm married to him and that he has been able to take care of me and is a wonderful, wonderful person who keeps me alive every day. Had he not been there, so he's the main part that, like, not alive physically, but mentally keeping me alive. And of course, I will give due credits to my counselor also for having that faith in me and helping me grow in different fields among Bosley that I spoke to you about. Uh, apart from that, I think it is me. Other than me, if I don't pick up a book, somebody can give me a great book to read. But if I do not pick up the book and read, I mean, you can take the horse to the water. You cannot make the horse drink it. 
so the motivation has to come from you within you have to motivate yourself you have to come to terms with the circumstances you are dealing with and i think you have won it then whatever be it yeah. so running after money was chasing money was never my doing good work i believe that you are passionate about your work if you are passionate about anything that you are doing maybe painting maybe anything if you are passionate you can always give 100% to it and when you give 100% the money automatically flows it comes in exactly so that's been my mantra all my life so jay one final message to my audience who are you answerable to what you are doing is anyways great even a housewife i would say that we call them a housewife but i think a housewife does a lot more work than a corporate woman does well i can say the corporate women is also handling outside i will give that to them they are doing the outside and they are expected to come home and do certain errands at home too well the men are not expected to stand up for it stand up for it divide the work between your spouses put a boundary like okay i can do only this much and you can do this much or maybe with your family members get into a conversation talk about them stand up for yourself nobody is going to stand up for your, you you are the one if you see something wrong happening to you you need to stand up for yourself you need to voice out your opinion who stops you many of the women they do not do it because they feel no 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 i don't have the right to do that who says you don't have the right you have all the right to stand up for yourself give your opinion stand up for the right and delete the wrong no i am not going to be doing this i am not made i am not comfortable not many women will be doing that they just keep on suppressing all the feelings suppressing all the feelings taking 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 and move on in life and then they have all the grip that okay we are not taken specially because you don't make if you do not love yourself and you don't make yourself special how can somebody make you feel special how can how can you be special to someone else it's always said that you know love yourself first if you don't love yourself the love that you are showing to others is wrong so similarly first embrace yourself first have faith in yourself first have that you are the one who can make a difference if you want to and that's it and you do it once you do it twice you do it thrice the message is going to be conveyed eventually you don't need to fight and shout about it you can have a very sane discussion with your family members because i have gone through it where my in-laws were not in for working i didn't i was not allowed to go to work they took it very seriously like you know nobody goes out to work none of our daughters in law are going out to work but for me i actually set a trend after i joined a job my bhabhis my elder people like i was the youngest bahu in the family the daughter in law the elder daughters in law started going doing their bed completing their masters taking up jobs so i felt that okay fine i am like i'm the youngest i set a rule i mean i set a trend in the family so it takes just a wee bit of patience and wee bit of uh, authority to get what you want yeah. so speak out what you want to the, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely it's a wonderful message eh? and uh, once again thank you for sharing your uh, journey to my audience and it was really inspiring for me for the fact that being physically fit 
and we have so many reasons to tell that oh that is not there in my life this is not there in my life so it's a great uh, achievement and uh, i hats off to you for the kind thank of, you uh, the way you look at life and uh, the way you are inspired to walk one day i think i would also love to see you walk one day i shall i shall actually the thing is chetna i would like to add we always focus on what we lack in life we don't focus on what we have in life so when we focus on what we have in life you can do a lot with it and the more you harp about what we happen to wo to zindagi bhar aap rote hi rahoge thank you thank you jay i think thank you, you so much chetna Hey listeners if you enjoyed listening to this episode please leave your review and don't forget to share it among your friends and family and do subscribe to my podcast and until my next episode believe in yourself love yourself and live the life that you're dreamt of this is chetna here signing off for now